Sunday morning, Parshas Truma will be discussing Parshas Mishpatim. Thank you all for coming. We were just joined by Mrs. Bachrach and also Mrs. Olovich. Okay, fine. Torah Kedoshah begins. This morning, I want to begin with Parshas Mishpatim, as we normally do. Chof Aleph Posik Vov. Let's go actually, Chof Aleph Posik Hey. A Jewish man sold himself as a slave. And he says the following sentence, Although my six years are over and I can go back home and leave my state of slavery, I don't want to. I love my master, and my wife that I was given by my master. And the children that I had. I don't want to leave. I was given a wife. Besides the wife I had, I was given a wife who was a shifcha kenanis, a goy. And I had children from her. I don't want to leave. This, of course, is not correct. Shouldn't do this. You shouldn't sell yourself into slavery to begin with, and if you are, then you definitely should stay away from this staying in this state. You should leave it. But he said, no, Ahafti, I love it. He goes to Bezdin. He goes to the door, to the mezuzah. And we put a hole in his ear. And he remains a slave forever, which means until whatever. Okay. I would like to say, focus on today's, today's year. Something I spoke about 16 years ago. 16 years ago. Mrs. Schreiber was a member of the shul 16 years ago. And of course, she remembers everything I say. And therefore, I can really just turn the mic over to her and allow her to say this year. But I know she would refuse, so therefore I'm going to say this year. Is that okay, Mrs. Schreiber? I don't think I remember everything, Rabbi. I think it would be wonderful. excuse me. Rashi takes this passage, he goes a little bit out of order. Rashi says, in this Rashi, Rashi first starts off by saying, hey, Amonis, it means the right ear. Then Rashi in the third line, I don't know which Chumash you're looking in, but in my Chumash it's the third line, but it's a little further. Rashi quotes a Mechilta. What about the ear? Nowadays, Yachman looks on this body piercing all over the body, you have a bus punk the ear. The leader of Klai Yishol, the time of the Chorban, the second base of Migdash, the one with the famous Talmidim. This ear that heard at Arsina, like Signal Mishul, that steel, and went, and it stole Tirzah. It should be. What's a good word in English? You should put a hole in it. Should be pierced, excuse me. Be a moicharat, so if he sold himself, I said, Shisham al Harsina, the ear that heard in Harsina, he eliminated Shalavodim, and then he went ahead and got a master, which is not what the Torah wants, Tirzah. Shimon, oh, you do, Rashim, Shimon, Atano, the great Shimon, Atano, was the Irish Mikra, as I came in Chaymer, I don't know why it says it punked over here, but he dashed in this posse like pearls. 
Gorgeous. Manishtanu Delos of Mezuzah. This is what I meant out of order. Rashi brings down the Delos of Mezuzah after bringing down about the year. Manishtanu Delos of Mezuzah. Why were the Delos of Mezuzah? Mikol Kalev Shemabayas. I'm not going to speak about Delos of Mezuzah. I'll show you what he did. Delos of Mezuzah were he did in Mitzrayim. Kishem Asachti Yala Mashkoi. When I passed over the Mashkoi. I'll show you Mezuzah. 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 Well, this guy went ahead and bought a corner for bought another for himself. He should be Yitzhak, we should put a hole in it. Now, all of you sitting in this room, Baruch Hashem, are mothers, some grandmothers, some great-grandmothers. We all know that our children, grandchildren, or great-grandchildren, or even those nephews or nieces, Friends of children, we all know that the, the Metzius is that we were taught at Harsinai, we were all there. Correct? How about our bodies? Were our bodies there or just our Nishamas? We were taught our Nishamas today. Now, I don't know too much about too many, I don't know too much about anything really. I really don't know anything too much about Nishamas. Does anybody here know anything about Nishamas? Do the shamas have ears? They can hear. I guess if they have ears. No. I would assume the shamas do not have ears. No, the shamas do not have ears. What does this Rashi mean? Oizen sheshoma b'hasinai. Do you want to tell me it doesn't mean literally? It's a, it's a facsimile. It's a symmetry. But Rashi says. Quoting a Mechilta, quoting a Tano, this ear, this ear, this ear that I am presently touching, that I presently am Zaycha to have, that works and functions, this ear, interesting. So what's going on? First kasha. Second kasha. Baruch Hashem, all the people in Shia, we were just joined now by number 93. Who is number 93? 9693, if you care to identify yourself. We would greatly appreciate it. So, I'm taking a guess. Is 9693 Mrs. Edelson? Now, Rashi then continues and says, Everybody here, Baruch Hashem, has a house. Even if you don't own the house, you live in an apartment, you have a house. And it says, When I said, You are my servants. I'm not slaves of anyone else. And he went cut off last one. You should be your ears should be pierced in front of them because they are Aidim. Uh, I don't know about you. Was your house ever in Mitzrayim? If your house was ever in Mitzrayim, what's going on? Your spiritual house. Oh, spiritual house. I mean, spiritually. It doesn't mean literally. It's figurative. Which one is it? We're learning a Rashi now. Part, part in the what purpose of starting this year so many years ago was to develop a sense of how to learn Chumash and Rashi. So what's going on here? I would like to say a pshat. I would like to say a pshat 
based on the following words of Mesil Shishorim. Are you familiar with the same from Mesil Shishorim? The answer is, yes or no? I don't hear anybody say to you. What's going on here? A little. A little. Should I go down the list and ask everybody individually if they're familiar with the Sefer Mesilus Yashar? Or I should assume that nobody saying anything means that they all are in favor of the Sefer Mesilus Yashar? Okay, I'm lonely. We know what's about. You know, there's a Sefer called Mesilus Yashar. Are you aware of the fact that the Vilna Goyd said vis a vis the Sefer Mesilus Yashar that there's not one extra letter in the first 11 Prokim? You know that. You aware of the fact that the Vilna Goyd said he would walk, he would walk I, I believe this is what they say, he would walk barefoot in the snow to be able to see the Ramchal. He was never going to see him. He died before. And I don't believe he ever, he did never, never saw the Rav Chal. He was like 39, right? Yes. It says, Rav in his famous Sefer Shusha Shorim, Perik Beis. He quotes a Pasik in Chagi, Humasha Novit, Soiveach, Vioimer, Simul of Avchem, Aldarchechem. Simul of Avchem, Aldarchechem. Do you hear the question? Do you hear the question? Simul avchem al but it says here, tsoveach. The Nobi was tsoveach. Here's the question that is asked by the Altaman Kelm. How did the Baal Mesir Yeshurim, the Ramchal, know that when, when Chagi said this passage, like he was screaming? Who told him he was screaming? How did he know that? He had a kasha. Ultimate Kelm's Kasha, you hear a diak. How do you know he's screaming? And Perikei says, How do you know he's screaming? How do you know he's screaming? That's a Kasha that the Ultimate Kelm asks. You know what the Ultimate Kelm answers? Do you want to hear what he answers? Ultimate Kelm answers. That the Ramesha Chaim Otsato, the Ram Chal, the Ram Chal, Ramesha Chaim Otsato, was able to hear the scream. You have any idea what that means? He was able to hear the scream. You have any idea what it means? What? I personally think it means like figuratively. No. He means literally. He was able to hear the scream. What does it mean? What does it mean he was able to hear the scream? Silsha Shor is in Perik Beis and in Perik A. Says the Moshe Sternbuch. In last week's Pasha, it says that during Asaras Adibris, Royan Asa Koilois, they saw the Koilois. He said, What do you mean they saw the Koilois? Everyone asked something which is impossible. Says, May I ask you a question? You're sitting in this room, right? Mr. Goldman, you're in Yerushalayim. I can't hear you, Mr. Goldman. You're on mute. Are you in Yushalayim? Yes, I am. I hear you from Yushalayim. You hear me in Yushalayim. We have Mrs. Yes. Korberg and Mrs. Olovich and iPhone, Marsha, and 95 is Mrs. Newhouse and 92 is Mrs. Schreiber and 93, I don't know who 93 is. You're muted, 93. I don't know who you are. If you want to tell me, fine. If you don't want to tell me, you don't have to. But in all of the homes where you were all sitting, in all different places, there are waves in the ear. There are waves in the ear. If you have a piece of plastic, 
You could turn it on and hear radio. You have another piece of plastic, you can turn it on and see things. And right now, if you're not in this room and you're in Yerushalayim, I have no wires connecting me to Mrs. Goldman. Mrs. Goldman can see me and she can hear me. It's okay. It's okay with all the other people. Those, do we believe that there are waves flying around over here with the right receptacle? You can see them? You hope, everybody believes that? Do we have a problem believing what about Yeshaya's voice? Because we assume he was dead. Once he's dead, it's over. Zucker Sternbuch, there are Tukachinsky. See, Michal Tukachinsky said, that he's hoping that before long they will be able to reveal that we could hear with the right instrumentation the voice of the others. It means they really are talking? Oh. Oh. Well, my father-in-law, I told you, my father-in-law worked for the Panovich Yerov in 1958, 1959. He was in Panovich Yeshiva, and he was there. And Chatzko Levenstein, the grandfather of Rebetzin Levin, was giving a schmooze, and you could barely hear him. Everybody was leaning in and leaning in and leaning in. And the Americana said, why don't we get a microphone? And they told him, Chatzko doesn't want a microphone. To affect the Americana, why not? They said over because of Chaskel said, what you want in a relationship is a Rebbe should talk to the Talmud. It should come from his voice into the Talmud's ear and not through any other means, even a microphone. Okay, Gavaldic, whatever. I don't want to, I want to bring out the point. But when a person talks, something happens to the airwaves. There are ear waves. Those waves continue says, or Sternbuch in the name of Tukachinsky, and Martin Taylor, they continue with such power that you can even see the wave. Number one. Number two, I believe it was Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta, I, the tzaddik, the guy, Rabbi Yisrael Salanta was once davening in the shul in Vilna, a Tuesday in the middle of whatever it was, a regular mincha, a weekday mincha, and he finished davening, and he turned to the, and he turned to the, and said, what happened what happened here? I never had such a kabbalah like this. I, I started davening and boom! It was an Alta Gabbai. And he asked the Alta Gabbai, what's going on? Alta Gabbai said, the, the, the Messiah initial is the spot where you stood, the woman going, what's the Alta which means they put into the spot where he davened, the going to build the going, the Kedusha, incredible Kedusha. You with me? Incredible condition. Incredible condition. Is it possible to have a human being with the correct instrumentation that he can feel the Kedusha? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it possible for a person to develop the right instrumentation, to develop the right instrumentation, that his ear can hear things that were said hundreds and hundreds of years before he was born? Yes. But that is still in a spiritual sense. Not hearing the Allah's voice. Oh, if you would like to disagree with the, with the words of, of, of the Altavim Kelim, you have a right to do so. I don't think it's, I don't think it's advisable. Right now, there is a spaceship going up to the sun that's going to pass through the corona of the sun. And if you understand what's going on there, which I don't, 
If any of you are scientists, they say, you know, the, what, there's light in space that's still traveling from the time of who knows how many years ago, which hasn't reached, space, hasn't reached Earth yet. That we believe. There are voices that have come into this planet that are still reverberating, but we don't have the ability to hear them. And one of them is the voice of HaKadosh Baruch talking in Harsina. Oizen Sheshoma. Oizen Zoy Sheshoma. Your ear heard, okay? You don't hear, your ear lost its incredible, high-level spiritual development. But potentially unlimited. Unlimited. Potentially unlimited. Then we have another problem. Do you own a house? Yes. Baruch Hashem, even if you don't own a house. A little bit of a house? Yes, Baruch Hashem. In America, we talk the following. I decided to buy a house. I decided to buy this house. I decided to live in West Rogers Park. I decided to buy a house in Yushalayim as well. I decided to buy a place in Florida as well. I decided, I decided, I decided. Are you aware of that? We all know the famous Gemara. 40 days before a child is created, the heavenly voice rings out and says, This lady will marry this man. And everybody believes that it should do him. But the next word of the Gemara is bias. Where a Jew lives, and that's not haphazard. I decided. I with my business acumen, I with my money, I with my connections, I decided, whoosh, erase it. He decided, I did some established maybe, he decided, who's he? I could have borrowed with a capital H. He decided where you're going to live, he decided where I'm going to live. So that refers to the community or just the house? The house. It refers to everything, the house which is in a community, what type of community is it? Now, It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's not I decided. It's Hashem decided. Oh, your house, your house, your house. Hashem decided where you're going to live. Number one. Number two. It says in the Gemara Megillah that Asid, Asid, when Mashiach comes, but they're going to see somebody in they're going to go there to Israel, and the, uh, others explain they're going to go there to Israel, they're going to attach, they're going to be attached to the base of English. Of course, that means the Shul, which they learn and dive on Allah. It's not only your it's not only the base kinesis and the base matters, it's also bias. Your house. Your house is also good. Your own house is good. Of course, it depends what we do with the house. Zoktak Sapsaifer in Drushes, the same thing as the sister Chabim. So we look What is a Jewish house? You know what a Jewish house is? It depends what you do with the Jewish house. If your whole Jewish house and the whole bar is verspitzed, I have ten bedrooms, I have nine bathrooms, I have an underground garage, I have a three-car garage, I have a four-car garage, I have this in the backyard, I have that in the backyard, I have a pool table in the basement, I, uh, I get into swimming, I get, I get cold too, Shabbat. Okay, very nice. You keep on thinking about I, 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 and uh, what's, what's your house? I have a house, I do chesed, I try to let people in, I try to, I try to invite people for meals, I try to learn Torah, I try to learn Torah, my children, my parents, whatever it is I do. That's a house that's ready to go there to show. That's a house that's ready to go there to show.
Mamela, Shama. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's possible for your ear to hear. Mezuzah, Mashkoy, it's possible for them to be Aedus because it's possible for them to be reconnected even to Mitzrayim. Because a Jewish home has no limit to its potential. A Jewish home is spiritual. Pella. Pella. So Pella, what a Jewish home is. Yes. I want to really know if the house itself flies to Omashiach comes. Oh, the house is what? Like, besides for the Batei Midrashim, does the person's house go to Omashiach comes? Is it whatever it's Stop saying it. Stop saying it. The house is. It physically goes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happens to the base, it's going to happen to a person's house. It's going to happen to a person's house. So now, ay, 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 as a pshat no hoyle heilke teira is ain't a charami. Oizen she shoma. Your ear heard. Your ear heard. Your ear gets pierced. Bias your house. The mashkei and the mezuzah were there. Therefore, they are the place where your ear is going to be pierced because the mice are together. They are rebelling against what they're supposed to be involved. A pachad mamish, a pelva mamish. That's the pshat. That's the pshat. But now we have another question. I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Very serious question. We have the house and we have the ear. Ask Rabbi Leib Steinman. I understand, says Rabbi Leib Steinman. When a person does an Avera, so we pierce a part of the body? What's going on over here? What's happening here? Ask Rabbi Leib Steinman. I yell at Shachar. There's no Oynish like this in any other Avera. What's going on over here? He says, doesn't understand something. What's going on over here? This Jew is married to a Shikha Kenanis. It's awesome for a Jew to marry a Goyesha woman. He said, this is the Raisa. What are you talking about over here? He's married to a Shikha Kenanis. You hear the Kasha? You hear what's going on? You hear Rabbi Say? That's a bar leaf's kasha. And if say is kasha, what's going on? Shnei Kutlu, that's all, basically said, Chiddush Nifla. If a person is willing to sell himself as an Eved, when it says in the Torah, not to be an Eved to somebody else, and you're willing to sell yourself as an Eved, you have a Yerida, these words are powerful and very scary. You have a Yerida, a Yerida, and Kedusha Yisrael. Your Kedusha Yisrael took a down step, and that's why you can marry a Shifcha Kenaz. So, Kabbalah Leib Steinman. A person, a person who sells himself as an Evid, 
and now becomes Meshuvit. And the word in the Torah is Ahavti, Ahavti. I love my master, my wife, Ahavti, Esadoini. A Jew, man or woman, 24 7, 365, 120. There's no such thing as the following. Uh, what are you doing right now? Nothing. I am free. I have nothing to do. Nothing to do. There's no such thing. A yid may sometimes need vacation. A yid may sometimes need exercise. You may sometimes need to eat. It's fine. A yid has the oil of parnasa. Fine. So the Ronald Shaiman, you can say, I love my job. But you can't say, I love to be an ever, because that means you're detaching yourself from the bayre. And that's why you get a punishment of cutting, of piercing the ear. Because in a certain vein, this Avera is worse than any other Avera because you're disassociating each other. I love I a person who's a Avera, but it's all Rahman outside. Also, this is all disassociating himself by Hashem. But this has an extra degree because you're making yourself an effort to somebody else. There's a kasha, Rabbi. I don't know if you're familiar with this Allah. It's a kasha. A person kills somebody, you know the Allah, you gotta go around here quickly. Correct? Are you familiar with the halacha? If a person killed somebody which necessitated going to an emiklat and he went to the emiklat and he comes out because the Kohen Gadol died, now he's free. Does he get his job back, the job of being a chazan for the shul, being a rav in the shul, being a roshiva, being a dayan, whatever? Does he get the spiritual jobs that he held before he went to Golas, before he killed somebody, and now he killed somebody, and he went to Golas, and he did tshuva, and he got free from Golas. Does he get the job back? Zakhar Yehuda, the Tana, no. He doesn't get his job back. He's not reinstated. Even though if he became a Mubalava in the Zara, he is reinstated. If he does tshuva, says Rabbi Yehuda, the Ritzvah says pshat, Rabbi Yehuda, not being given over now, if it's after Zmachis, what's the pshat? So it's just because he was under someone else in jail. Oh, so what's the shot? This person. It's, a, it's an unbelievable thing. This person, according to Rabbi Leib Steinman, this person severed to a certain degree his subservience to HaKadosh Baruch You're an Ebed Hashem, and you have switched it over to be an Ebed of another human being. Can a Goy sell himself to somebody else to be an Ebed? Yes. Because a Goy with the Zionists, where they know how he has to keep them, is not Mishubit to HaKadosh Baruch the same way it is. He's not an Ebed for 24-7 365, 120. He's not an ever like that. A guy, he's not something he can sell himself to somebody else. But a yid, a yid is shuvah to the bayre every second of his life from the moment he's born to the moment he leaves this world. A yid is shuvah to the bayre and to make yourself an ever. And I would just preface a hafti. But I don't understand. Let's say like, someone who was against, let's say the Holocaust, they were, they were under people, they were under the Nazis who was against their will. They, oh. they didn't have a choice. Or anyone who wants to play Probashka, people, these people who went to jail and they stay close to Hashem. Like, they, you get to the whale is a different story. You don't have to pierce the ear of somebody who went to jail. Somebody who was captured by a girl, you don't have to pierce their ear. Somebody who willingly sold himself to a slave. You know what you're saying? The Rav said that the person who killed someone was Shugig and he had to go to the Ari Miklav. 
So that was Meshuggah, it was... A, okay, I'm leaving that out right now. I'm trying to discuss I'm only discussing the halacha of a person who sold himself as a slave and wants to get back into society. The halacha is, according to Behuda, the way the Rishpah explains it, he does not get back into society. Even though somebody who's an Oyedabonizor does get his job back as a, as, as, as a, as a, as a rub or as a, as a chazan, he does not get his job back because he, for a moment, said, my relationship is severed. I'm an evidence for somebody else. That can't be. Can't be. Can't be. That's what you want to do. You're out. So you're saying it's, if that was the like the song we did it with thought. What's he saying here? So in this one postic, for us, I don't know say my lovely What ear? My ear. If I were to develop my ear correctly, I could hear Yeshaya and Chagi, and I could hear the Ovois, and I could hear my entire. And if I develop my house correctly, my Mashkai, my Mazuzas are Edim, because they were there in Mitzrayim, so to speak. And the reason that this is such a horror is because you're disassociating yourself with the Kurdish world. And for doing that, you can lose everything. To the extent. You can even lose some of your Kiddushas Yisrael and thus be permitted to marry a Gersh woman. Oy Rabbi Sayyam. Oy Rabbi That's what I think is going on here. That's what I think is going on here. I wish all of us that we should have the Hatzlacha to understand what it means. May I say something controversial? Do you want to hear something controversial? Maybe provocative. I don't know what what word is it. Do you know what a prenup is? Yeah. What's a prenup? A prenup is a person writes before he gets married. It's a big machoikis whether you do it, you don't do it, whatever. The OU does it, the Aguda does not do it. A prenup is that case, the husband does not give a wife a get, you know, whatever, all types of fines, etc., etc. That is another prenup. There's another prenup. What's the other prenup? Nowadays, a lot of second marriages. People in the 50s, 60s, they're healthy, they're vibrant, they want to get, re- they want to get remarried. Husband died, wife died, they want to get remarried. Well, whatever else happened. They want to get remarried. There's a divorce, they want to get remarried. So now when they come into the second marriage, even, even as a 60-year-old woman who never worked, she can have a lot of money. Her house, she can get an insurance policy, her husband's business. She has, she can have $2 million in assets, not a lot of money. I mean, $2 million is a lot of money, but it's not, 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 not far for a person to have that many, that much assets. Okay. Her new husband has a house. A prenup is written to determine where the assets that the woman brings in the marriage will go in case she predeceases her husband, because if it's not written into a contract and she predeceases her husband, all of the assets that she brought into the marriage will go to her husband. Okay, that's not so bad. Her second husband, if her second husband then dies, all the assets will go to his children and not her children. 
So everything that she brought into the marriage will end up being his children's money and not her children's money. So it's called a prenup. Yeah, a prenup. The, the question is how you're able to write contractually that the money should end up in the hands of her children and not her new husband's children. I would like to tell you there's another prenup which has to be written. We're getting married. We're going to be meshuvah ourselves to each other. Yeah. Okay, I'm bringing in assets. Maybe I'm only 25 years old. Maybe I'm only 28 years old getting married for the first time and I've worked for the last seven years. I had a great job. I was making $15,000 a year. My parents were very nice to me. I banked all the money. I've got $350,000 in cash. I happen to take somebody out because my uncle's an investor. And because I have $800,000 in cash and I'm getting married and I've been living in New York and since I was living in New York, I bought a small condo in New York. Whatever. Yeah. A 27, 28, 29-year-old woman comes and she has a, a million dollars in assets. And since the Kodal was learning uh, Ebenezer, we already had four shadows like this. Uh, one woman had $650,000, one young man had $2 million, and that's a tumble. A woman says like this, I want to write a prenup. I want to make sure that you, who are going to be married to me, and I'm going to come into this marriage with assets, are not going to become addicted to marijuana and make all types of silly decisions. I, who are going to marry you, want to make sure you are not addicted to all types of, for lack of a better term, schmutz on the internet. And now there's a new thing. Ah, a new thing came out. Sports betting. And once again, they're going to say, Cohen, that guy on Tui, what's with him? All he does is scream and yell and tell people what they shouldn't do. Those items are No marijuana. No addiction to the internet. What about the addiction for gambling? I'm bringing money into this marriage and you're going to take my money and use it on your betting? Says the Torah, no, 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 no. It's a hafti as bairi. Bairi. I'm not mishubed to anybody or anything. I think this might, might be what the Torah is teaching us here in these um, incredible lessons of this parsha of a nirza. Of a nirza. We should all be zoichar rabbi saitavim atzliach and rabbi des Hashem to be kadashim shemayim barabim. I thank you all for coming here. Rabish. Learning together for all the years we've been doing it. We should be zoichar to continue to do it. We should zoichar to be matzliach. Wishing everybody at Sacharaba once again in the rabbi des Hashem.